Welcome to the Reseller Entrepreneur, the podcast for reseller hobbyists eager to turn reselling into a successful business. Learn from Mike and other reseller entrepreneurs as they share their experiences and tips on running an online business. Here's your host, Old Fashioned Mike. Hello, hello, hello. How's it going? Welcome to the 40th episode of Old Fashioned Mike, Reseller Entrepreneur. Thank you for joining. Hey, listen, this has been a pretty good week for me. Um, I think I have a buyer for my clothing, which is great. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just really, really looking forward to the move and really looking forward to, uh, to really pouring the proceeds from my clothing to, um, to my new venture. So, uh, I haven't sold yet, but I think I, I think I've have it sold and you know, they're getting a good deal. We're just kind of work out the details. We'll see whether or not they, um, uh, they decide to go through with it. So anyway, enough of that. So today's episode to promote or not to promote, that is the question. And so this is not going to be a very long episode because frankly, um, there's some fa- a lot of factors that go on to whether or not you should promote your listings. And we'll talk about what promote promoted listings are if you don't know what they are and, um, what other things you can do other than promoted listings to, to get eyeballs on your, uh, your items. And that's the, really the key thing here. We're just trying to get eyeballs to look at your items so that, uh, that at the end of the day, um, the more people who look, the more people will buy. And, um, you know, unless you have junk, if you have junk, then it doesn't matter how many people look, they're not going to buy. So anyway, to promote or not to promote that is the question. So let's, so let's uh, talk about first about promoted listings So promoting listings is basically in your marketing tab. And, um, and what, what you can do is you could designate a, uh, there's a f- few options, but you could designate how much you want to, to, in a percentage format, how much you want to dedicate towards promoting your listings. And so if you do promote a listing, what happens is that you'll see them when somebody does a search for something that, uh, has keywords in your item, your item will be up top. And so the more far it is up top, the more likely you are to sell the item. So now, and of course it's labeled sponsored listing or promoted listing. Um, but, um, this is if somebody clicks on it and they buy it and only if they click on it and buy it, um, then they, uh, you will pay that percentage. Now I've been told very, very specifically that don't bother wasting your money. If you are promoting your listings for less than 1% or one, uh, actually as one and a half percent. And, uh, and I think the reason is for that is that yes, you will get, um, you'll get your listing seen. Um, but for the most part, um, you know, people are not just dedicating one and a half percent. So anything uh, uh, over one and a half percent is fine. And he said, obviously, and I'm saying he, he is my, my growth advisor told me anything under one and a half percent, don't bother. And if it's over one and a half percent, just make sure your margins can cover it. And I think that that's a very, very smart move is that you want to make sure your margins, if you have a very low margin item, then promoted listings, um, don't necessarily make sense, but most of the time promoted listings make sense when you have a, an item, uh, in a category that's very, very competitive. And I'd say clothing is kind of the one that comes to mind first is clothing is very competitive. I think electronics can be competitive as well. 
certainly video games and, and um, I think most collectibles also are reasonably competitive. So the more competitive you are, the more you want to dedicate towards that. Now, um, what I do is I, you know, taking this into mind, I promote at 4%. That's what I do. Now, it doesn't mean that's gonna, what you should do. If you're in the same categories that, uh, that I am, maybe you should promote them at 4% or maybe you should promote it at 5% because I'm at four. So you may want to beat me. Um, but the point is, is that you want to make sure your margins cover it. And so, uh, and in, in my categories, they do cover it, but my category, although competitive is not nearly as competitive as some other markets. And of course, so you must, must, must promote if you are in the clothing market. Okay. So to be or not, uh, what to, uh, promote or not to promote. That is the question. Well, the answer to the question is yes, you should promote, uh, in competitive markets. You should promote when your margin can handle it. And I think, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to promote, you need to make sure you promote at a percentage. Now the, the, the suggested percentage is really kind of just a finger in the air with, with eBay. It's not a real number. So, so if it, it says, Hey, listen, people in your market usually promote at five and a half percent. That doesn't mean you have to actually choose five and a half percent. As a matter of fact, you will get plenty of eyeballs at four percent. You, you might even get plenty of eyeballs at three percent. And I'm going to probably go to three percent pretty soon because I, you know, I want to see how much I could. Um, that will affect my sales negatively. That is. Um, now the question rather is: Is that is there what other strategies can I do rather than promote my listings? Well, okay, you can run sales. Now I do both, but. The key is, is when you run a sale that, um, when somebody looks at your listing, they will see if your normal price is $10 and you're discounting it, discounting it to seven, you know, I'm making these numbers up, obviously, um, that they see that it's going to kind of gets promoted naturally. So you'll get natural eyeballs on it. Um, so just keep that in mind is that also eats into your margin as well. But the difference is here is that what you're going to do is you're going to price your item three times. Well, maybe not three times. I, I, I price my items probably 20% higher than I uh, would imagine getting for that item. And then what happens is when I discount it by 5% and I know they're going to negotiate that it ends up being what I, what I uh, want the item to sell for. So um, that's the way I do it. Now I do both promoted listings and do that sale, but the, the sale, kind of sticker, if you will. It's not really a sticker. It's really just kind of a red line that shows, and then the new price showing the discount, um, that naturally is going to get people to look. And then what happens is they will then, uh, maybe, uh, show interest. And then of course that interest shows in, um, the offers that you can make, and then you just make those offers and then they start, the sales start rolling in and that does really work. Um, some people do that instead of promoted listings. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, obviously you know, try it. I mean, I, I I did it for a while and I found that it didn't work as well for me. Um, now mind you, I don't throw a huge discount on there. I know some, some people, uh, price things very, very high. And then what they do is they take 20, 30% off, off the top. You know, I, I, I usually do like 5%, for instance. Um, but, uh, uh, but 30% off the top. And so when they sell, they'll get the price that they want. And, but it's such a big number that, uh, that, uh, they, um, what am I trying to say? 
when they see the huge number, they'll click on it because they say the huge discount. And then maybe they're less likely to negotiate because it is such a huge discount. I, I haven't really tried this. Um, uh, to me, it makes my stomach turn and I don't mean that turn into like, um, you know, that's, I think it's stupid. I just think it's, it's a little bit too, uh, white knuckling for me. <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't do that. I, I, you know, so for me, I feel comfortable, you know, pricing up about 20% and then discounting at 5% to get that kind of that, uh, that discounted, you know, view. And then, um, and then when they start negotiating, I, you know, just make sure that it's, it goes to a, a level that I feel comfortable with when I sell. So the reality is, is that there are many, many ways to do it. Okay. Now you don't necessarily need to promote if you're doing this. Um, so uh, others I've heard on, on YouTube and, and, uh, in blogs, things like that. Don't do that. They don't promote promoted listings. They feel it's a way of eBay being in their pocket more. And I, and I, and I get that. It's fine. Um, to me, whether or not you discount or you offer a promoted listing, at the end of the day, if you sell it at the rate that you want, doesn't matter whether it's promoted or not, you're going to make money. Now, I guess the theoretically, you know, the promoted listing is taken after the fact, after you've negotiated that. So if you have to make sure that when you actually accept the offer, that it's at the price point, knowing that it may be a promoted listing and you may be surprised, maybe it's not a promoted listing. Maybe it was organic search that got them where uh, they need to, to look at the item. So, you know, there's a, I guess at the end of the day, what I'm saying is there's a million ways to skin the cat here. So what is another thing you could do? Well, if you've seen, you can actually offer a codeless coupon and there's uh you know, I would say just go on, uh, on eBay and, and, you know, Google codeless coupon. And it'll tell you how to, how to do that. I'm not going to kind of tell you here. It's just a instructional. You can figure out on your own, but it's another way to do it throw in a codeless coupon. And now what I would say is you could throw in a coupon and actually print it out and put it inside their envelope when you send it out. That's kind of what I'm starting to do. I just started doing it. So don't know whether it's going to work or not, but I put a code, I put a coupon in there and then next time they come and buy from me and I am starting to see buyers come back and it's great. It's actually something that never happened in clothing is that buyers are coming back and buy buying from me again. And, um, and I find that in the collectibles market, a lot of times they'll buy and then that when they come back, sometimes they'll buy and leave their mar- their they won't pay for a while. And then um, they'll come back and they'll put more things in their cart. And at the end of the week, or they'll just uh, buy a bunch of stuff. So I'm starting to see multiple sales to the same person, which is really good because now it's a natural discount for me because I am shipping in the same envelope. And sometimes, sometimes they've pre they pay without me invoicing them and then they end up paying my shipping twice. And I, you know, I don't know if I should be doing saying this or doing this, but I take, you know, they didn't wait for me to invoice them. So, and they paid twice for um, shipping. I let it go. Now, um, if it get what I normally do, if I talk to the person and they say, well, listen, I have, I want to buy more things. I usually say, okay, before you pay, let me invoice you so I could reduce the shipping. And I always, 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 if I have an opportunity to invoice, I will reduce the shipping to, you know, combine the shipping. You know, if I know that I'm selling three items in one package, I know it's still going to be under two ounces for what I sell. And so I can still get the eBay standard envelope. And then I, uh, but I offer, I just basically say, you know, $3.95 combined shipping. And then they uh, always get really good feedback about that now. But if they don't correspond with me at all and they don't give me the opportunity to invoice them, once they've already paid, it's kind of difficult for me to then go back and say, okay, hold on. And I can, 
you know, you start to, you know, you start to do that. Set. But I do actually do tell them next time, just let me know and I can give you a discount on shipping. And, um, I think they appreciate that. So what is another thing you could do? Discounts, offer discounts. So you can, you could, um, offer, you know, a 10% off if you buy two or more. I mean, there's, you have to go in there and I'm not going to go through the instructional how to do it, but you can actually go in to, uh, to, um, to your marketing tab and then you could, you could do discounts for, for people who actually buy from you in multiples. And so you could do the same thing for shipping. You buy two, you, re- you reduce the shipping or, or eliminate the shipping. The, that's another way to actually, to actually, uh, get the, um, still get the, the, uh, I wouldn't say the buy box, but you don't get the buy box one. That's Amazon. Um, to get the top rated seller, you can still get the top rated seller as long as you're offering the, as long as you're offering the, uh, you know, shipping within 24 hours and free returns, um, and trackable packages, you could, you could still maintain that top seller disc discount and that top, top rated seller, um, uh, flag. So, um, that's another thing you can do. Okay. You could put something in the package saying this and go directly to my website and buy, and you can even offer a bigger discount, right? So when they come back, rather than having to worry about promoted listings, you know, they're looking directly at your store. Now you could, you could actually just uh, have them go directly to your eBay store and buy through eBay. And that's fine. Um, you can do it through a, another web platform. That's fine as well. And you could offer a bigger discount because you're not paying as many fees. And so you, so it's another thing you could do besides promoted listings. Now, should I do promoted listings anyway? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. My answer is yes. I I think so. I think just in about every category, I think it would help. Promoted listings help. Just keep in mind that you need to uh, look at your pricing and make sure that if it's promoted at a certain percentage, over one and a half percent, that you know what that number is. And it does tell you when you put it in. But more importantly is, is that you, when you accept negotiations that you know this ahead of time. And so you don't price yourself and then take an additional two, 3% or whatever off. Cause it was promoted. You know, you don't want to promote less things to be a bad thing. You want it to actually, uh, you want to be able to price it into what you're doing. Okay. Very, very important. I mean, that's definitely something that you need to do. So to me, yes, always should do promoted listings. Now I've currently at 4% for what in my category, if I was in clothing, I think actually my clothing is at 5%. My collectibles is at 4% soon to be dropped to 3% to see if it has an impact because 4% has been great. Um, 3% we'll see it's, if it's as good and if it is, or if it's close enough, 
uh, and it's not costing me uh, that uh, too much, then I would um, I'll go to three percent. Then I'll do the same thing for two percent. I'm going to ex- take my uh, my advisor's advice and not go below the one and a half percent like we talked about. But I will go to one and a half percent down to one and a half percent if it does make sense. Okay. So, all right. So uh, let me see here. Seller questions. Well, okay. So I've, I think I've answered this before is that if you were, the question really comes um, from somebody asking whether or not if you're to go get out of clothing, where would you go? And uh, my, my view collectibles, I would say actually even better yet, I would rather than just say collectibles. What I would say is look at what the shipping is policies for each of the items that uh categories in ebay and then look to see if there's an opportunity there and i think there is right so um you at the end of the day you don't want if you're going to offer free shipping for instance you want to make sure that shipping is not going to eat too much into your profits so you want so i would you want to go light you want to do something that's first class um you don't want to go anything that's priority but you want first class and if you could if you can do that uh, uh first class um and maintain that without, um, and just price it in and, and have people, um, buy from you still and not really expect, um, to, to, uh, negotiate too much. Then I would say that's the item for you. Now I, I go one step further and I'd say, okay, what items ship for less than a buck and what can I sell at the same margin or better margin, better margins, probably even better, but what can I sell? that I could send in that, in that eBay special envelope and make money. And we've talked about the million, you know, I can't tell you how many times we talked about it just about every episode. All right. So, so I would say, look for your opportunities like that. I would say also look for what you can get easily, right? So, um, you want to be able to buy in bulk. The money is made. So we're farmers. Remember, we're not, we're not hunters. We're farmers. Uh, We may hunt, for a farm, but we are farming once we get to that farm, right? So you're looking for things that you can buy in bulk and you could separate out. The money is made by doing the work from bulk purchases. Bulk purchases make this business. People who sell in large lots are doing so because they, they're not lazy or maybe they are lazy, but they're doing it because they don't want to take the time to go through each individual item. But that's where the money is made in each individual item. So I've bought many, many, many of a collection and I've separated those out. And every single time I may make my money back, it takes some time to do it. And actually, I've only been selling collectibles for less than a year, um, after less than six months. Um, and I've done well by doing this. I've always made money back. I've, I've spent a lot less than I've made back, right? You're not going to sell it all right away. It's all long tail, but that's okay. That's the name of the game is small storage, cheap shipping, low handling times, and like I said, easy storage and low acquisition cost. So all that stuff plays into what you're buying. So I've answered that quite a bit, which is fine. I'll do it again if you need to. And obviously if you want any more details, if you want any coaching directly with it, just reach out and I'll, you know, we can talk. Anyway, so uh, let me see here. Okay. okay, let's see here. Shipping. Okay, so this is really interesting. So, so there's a lot of uh, new shipping options out there. Um, if you are selling bulk, this is about shipping in general. But uh, if you are if you are shipping large items, uh, they've just added UPS 
to eBay. Uh, they've added a while ago, but I think they've been really pushing UPS recently. If you're selling large bulky items, UPS, UPS ground, it's the best way to go, right? So mind you, uh, you know, if you're selling large bulky items and you're, and they're heavy and you're sending them out daily, I think to me, that's probably not a sustainable business model because large bulky items also take is large and bulky in your garage or your house. But, but if you are doing that, that's fine. If you are doing that, then, uh, UPS is the way to go. Okay. So this FedEx grants is fine, but as well, but it's, you know, too expensive and, and certainly USPS is too expensive for large bulky items as well. Okay. Okay. Here's a question is how, <laughs> how long does it take to become a full-time reseller? Well, uh, you know, if you have no job, you're a full-time reseller day one, but I would say, this is what you want to know is you want to know how many, how much is, is it going to cost for you to live, uh, with no income, right? So if you could live with no income, um, how long can you live like that? And if you have enough savings that you can, uh, basically not work for a year for, for you working for free for a year and you're putting hundred percent back in your business, then you could be a full-time reseller right now. Otherwise I'd say if you, you should be, you should basically be a part-time reseller and, and continue your day job. If you want to, you know, get another day job and it's, that's less stressful and, and you can control your hours and then do uh, full-time reselling on top of that, that's fine. But the key is, is you don't want to be in a situation where you're taking hundred percent of your profits and putting it back uh, into your daily living. Cause if you start doing that right away, I mean, you'll just never grow. That's so you, you need to grow. And the only way to grow is to put 110% <laughs> in effort and 150% in my money. So it's anyway, so the more money you have, the easier it is, is to, to do it. I am a little different. I started with a bunch of cash. And so I, I was full-time reseller for almost day one. I did some part-time a little bit, but, but I really moved to full-time really, really quickly. Um, okay. Let me see here. Okay. The next question is about, um, Shopify. So, uh, so he, he's asking basically, uh, you know, I want to sh- start a Shopify store, but you've mentioned Wix a few times is Wix a good way to go. So I am a Wix partner and one of my other businesses, I'm a Wix partner. So, uh, what I'm, I believe that Wix is a, a, a really good platform. Wix is not nearly as good a platform if you're going to do a straight you know, Shopify store where you, you, you know, you, you want to basically take your inventory at eBay and take your inventory in Shopify and, and sync them. They, they have a lot more feelers between the two systems than Wix and eBay have. So if you want a quick and dirty, the eBay has a plugin for Wix that basically just takes your eBay store and puts it on Wix. And, and the nice thing about Wix is that if you want to have a site that does a bunch of other things, um, I think Wix is better than Shopify. But if you want to have a store where, where you actually want to cut the middleman out meaning eBay and you want to sell direct eventually to customers. I think Shopify offers a much better solution. Um, I think Shopify, the learning curve is higher, I think, um, than, than Wix, but I think that, uh, and there's certainly, it's very easy to become a Wix, um, uh, proficient at Wix. I think it's harder to become proficient at, at, uh, the other. So my suggestion is that, um, you know, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to actually just cut eBay out or do you just want people to use it 
use your Wix store as a way of just seeing your stuff and not seeing anybody else's stuff. And I think that if you're going to do that, then I think Wix is best. It's very simple to set up and cheap as well. So I would say Wix is your, is your best bet. But if you want to have a store and you want to, you know, just sync inventory and you want to cut out the middleman, I think you're definitely looking at uh, Shopify as being the better option. Okay. Well, listen, well, uh, I need to, uh, to go early today. I just, uh, I have things to do. So, so listen, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped out and please uh, listen for new topics. This is our 40th episode. I plan on doing plenty more. So we'll see you real soon. Bye. This episode has ended, but your journey towards turning your reselling hobby into a business doesn't have to. Head on over to oldfashionedmike.com for more information and tips on running a successful reselling business. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until next time.